Oh yeah. I love it. I love the, the it's always like a variation on a theme. Surprise! It's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. This is not fantasy enough. No, I like this. This is this is it's fine good. by me. This is fine by me. It's and this is and this is Yes. And this is monkey business. In case you couldn't We've figure already, it out already. We're already off and running. We've never had a formal introduction ever in our lives. Why start? Why start now? Why start yeah. now? We had a formal interview just a little while ago. So yeah, now one I of think those things. we were so sedate and yeah. everything that we <laughs> I'm calm. I'm like I'm mellow now. I'm like ready to go. Yeah, I've, that's I've, gonna I'm change recharged. in a matter of thirty seconds. Yeah, give or take. So anyway, this is Chris. I am your host. And this is Monkey Business. With me, as always, is Billy. Hi. And Tanya. Hello. And producer Sherry. Hello. And another producer, Chris. Hello. And and Zachary is here. Hi. We do not have a Rob today. So we only have what? Rosencrantz? Or we have Rosencrantz and Gildenfern. Which no. one do we have? Rosenstern. We Rosenstern. We have no Gilden idea. Gildenkrantz <laughs> is not here. Gilden and you'd be right. <laughs> <laughs> and and and. Also with us is the, the the legendary Dolly. Who's in the wrong spot? I took her chair. I took her chair. I did. But on the phone, on the phone For is after so long is a voice we her. have not heard in quite some time, and it's not a, a completely one hundred percent healthy voice. I'm sorry to say, but Sybil is with us today. Hi, Sibs. Hi. Oh, Aww. how long have you been under the weather, honey? Uh, this is going on week three. Week three. Oh my lord, I'm I'm a yeah. little rougher on the edges myself. After you know, it's the caretaker's curse. Both of the kids were sick at one point or another, and so guess what happens? It's when you've been taking care of. You get it. Sick kids. Yeah, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. You get it next. Well, so. I, I was told I had a sinus infection, took the Z pack, but was told I I won't have a voice for at least another week. Oh jeez. Well, yeah. You have to get well soon, honey bun. I will. All right, so we've done introductions. Now we're going to do some quick quick business because we're doing announcements now these days. So a big shout-out to everybody because you're all cool. So a big shout-out to all of our listeners. Everyone. We love you. All 10 of you. All, all, well, we have more than 10 regular listeners. I think it's like 15 now. Yeah, but we're like some of those listeners. Yes, we're all you – know, a lot I of those. Oh, Guilty. I'm supposed to listen to the podcast and uh, yeah. record it? Yeah, something, something like that. Every so often I do, but – is that what we're supposed to do? Oh, we're supposed to actually like critique ourselves. Wait, yeah. learn from us? No, I, I critique myself really badly. We're, so yeah, we're no, we're actually it. like the, the, we have Patreon subscribers at this point. Woo-hoo! So guess what? As of the, these past couple of weeks, we we are getting paid for doing a podcast. Therefore, we are now official we're legit. podcast. We're legit. Oh we're God. we're like professional <laughs> podcasters now, which is professionally a very, what we're professional. <laughs> No, it's certifiable. Oh, certifiable. certifiable is what it's you're thinking. Yes. <laughs> you keep using that word. I do not think it means what you think. You know, we should do a podcast on that movie. Hey! hey. Guess what? Like right about now. One movie, Justice League. There you go. Oh. Four. <laughs> to the pain. Star Wars. Okay. Well, oh. <laughs> oh. Was quiet after the, the, how about the Fantastic Four? Um, it's not a not cloud. cloud. <laughs> Still and not. if you need us after this, if you heard the interview last week, we'll be at the home for the inconvenient. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the, the the what was it the Mechanicsburg, the, I, the asylum, asylum for the barren and unsullen, unsullen, the, yeah. the barren and sullen. Yeah, yes. The, I don't know. I, the morose and sullen. I the morose and sullen and the home for and the inconvenient. The home for the inconvenient, and that's it, we are I definitely the home from on our way there. It, it became going. a really really long title for the home I got lost at the third letter, so. I got lost. But here we are. Uh, (laughs) We take lots of wrong turns. We digress. (laughs) Well, that's what we do. And and we're probably going to be doing that a lot because last week's episode, the interview with Eric was very, very focused. We had very nice, a wonderful conversation with him. Uh, this week, however, we're going to go back to our usual. We have no idea what we're doing half the time. Moment. I think he needs to come in and diagnose us all. Oh. <laughs> Actually, I, I think, think he that's probably why we're did. all scared yeah. to talk. Ta- Tanya, <laughs> I don't. I don't think he has that kind of time. <laughs> Tanya, oh, I bet he was able to sum us all up in a matter of seconds. If he's been doing this long enough, yeah, he's a able veteran to, professional. Yes, comes into this, to, comes into this studio and spends time with with the you know the the few of us here. Some odd minutes with us. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like a session already. Oh, it's, it really is. It's the get to know you, the intake, the intake. It is the intake. And um, my producer has now looked at me a sidelong glance on four. There's the fifth, and she's like, "When are you going to get to the topic? Come on, we got." We're, she's almost going to start tapping her wrist, like, "Well, like you know, we're on a, we're on a clock, clock here." 
side quests and uh, yeah. side questions. <laughs> she goes, my host is off wandering around the and ether. And she's within arm reach of you. Oh, everybody's okay. within arm reach if of anyone, me these days. If you've been to our Patreon, um, you'll see that I actually added to my uh, list of titles. <coughs> side quests and digressions? I am not just the executive producer of this podcast. Oh, I, I am, think I saw that. I am the head herder of cats. Yes. Yes, and the chief I'm nailer of Jello to a tree. <laughs> I, I think. Hold on, I'm, I'm on Patreon right now. Let's see what she said. She was Tanya. If what? we're if if a person is on Patreon and wishes to subscribe to our podcast, what what would they type into the search bar? They would go to patreon.com uh-huh. backslash fc three roc. Oh wow, that's so easy. <laughs> That's God, so it almost easy. Sounded professional and My up. gosh, it's like we know what we're doing. <laughs> yes. Sherry is the executive pr- producer and the head cat wrangler of this three ring circus. Yes, and oh, the three rings us. are Billy, myself, she and Chris. She knows us so well. Yes, so. I have four cats. <laughs> <laughs> one likes the sink. You okay, have, so oh, I guess Oliver. that makes her the one ring. There you go. Oh, oh to roll them all. That's it. <laughs> so when are we doing Lord of the Rings now, Sherry? <laughs> What's that on your? I, I don't know if I can see list. if I can see Gollum and a little Hobbit fighting over Sherry though. That would be weird because they're like both half our height. I can see I, that happening. No, well, I'm not well, that <laughs> That's my point though. But I'm I'm fabulous enough. Fabulous enough to fight over. Yes, absolutely. She's precious. Just we're not going to be dumping you into a volcano anytime I soon. I would appreciate that. Yes. Though I think Chris did threaten that not too long ago. Uh, <laughs> not this Chris. Ago. Couple days ago. Yeah. Couple days ago. Yes. Other Chris. He, he not wanted to talk Chris. to me about volcano. Uh, Worship. worship. <laughs> where, where the hell are we right now? I'm we are at the have... studios of FC3. I am so not w- helping FC3. today. No. <laughs> We're at Volcano Worship. <laughs> Anyone remember oh, when wow. the Brady Bunch visited Hawaii and went to volcanoes? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> What, wasn't there wasn't there a thing where, where Greg was in a surfing competition and he like barely exactly. survived it? Exactly. Yes. And it was like the actor himself actually duffed it and and got clobbered by this the the, the surfboard yep. on, in the scene. So that, yeah. but they kept it in the actual like made for TV saga. Exactly. Maybe wow. we should just talk about bad volcano worshiping <laughs> movies. Bad vo- and okay, Jones versus the volcano. <laughs> Both Chris's latch onto that movie at the same time. Tommy Lee Jones. It's because you share a brain. We do. Is it, who's oh, you know what? We haven't talked about factor. Moana. We haven't, I haven't even seen Moana yet. Well, there's Moana. a bad volcano there. Okay. Mm-hmm. How about oh, Joe versus yeah. the volcano? Very bad. Bad. Yeah. 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 Is that Tom Hanks? <laughs> Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Yeah. Is, that, is Meg Ryan in that one? Yes. 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 Okay. Yes. So that was the first of the Tom Hanks Meg Ryan saga. Mm-hmm. It was the else? first and the last. Uh, no. <laughs> you got mad. Did Sleepless in Seattle? No, no, I didn't watch any of the other ones. Oh, okay. Let's get back to our original topic. Do we have, origi- do we have an original topic? Well, we haven't we announced it officially yet. We've, okay. we've hinted at it. Well, we, we had the, the podcast about wrestling recently, so right. this should be mentioned. Okay. There's a we- lead in. There's oh, a lead in. That's right. Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant. Come oh. on. Dude. He is going to come back from the grave and, 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 y- you know, and drain the hook and, and everything, yeah. dangled it right there and. He's not feeling very well today. I, I, He's I been have, sick. I, so. I have been feeling very good, mommy. <laughs> I don't. I don't feel so good. Yeah. Okay, and and Sybil's just like, I'm gonna wait until they're done. <laughs> because I say how much I've missed this. <laughs> <laughs> See, she's just sitting back and enjoying. Going. Sister Sybil, not much has changed, sweetheart. Really, not much has changed. Sherry has really done a good job of focusing on, on several occasions, but she not, several is not all the time. No. No. Really there, there are days. Um, it's, so it's hard to, to hurt all of us. I understand. Yeah, exactly. Especially one like one's out of state. We were going to do an interview today of of an author uh, who, writer. unfortunately, an author and a writer who we're looking forward to. We'll be rescheduling. What was her name? Her name is Jennifer K. Stoller, and she's. At, oh, I've actually got a new date for her. Okay, so good. We already, so we'll we already we'll know. Have, we'll be doing that, but and unfortunately, be, uh, Jennifer's we'll feeling be, we'll worse than Sybil and I. Talking to her in January. Sending good juju her way because yep. she's under the weather also. Yep. So she has lost. We have we have barely found our voices. Jennifer has lost hers outright. So healing juju to to Jennifer. Hopefully, you're you're feeling better soon. And we were are definitely looking forward to having you on monkey business in the near future so we did have something planned for today we were ready for today i had done research i, I even did I a actually, pre pre-show briefing with the producer the day before like we were all going over notes i were i read the notes I, this time I did. I did my homework you did we were doing homework and and then all of a sudden we get the message from Woo-hoo, jennifer saying hey I've, I've not yeah i'm not feeling very well i can't make it i've lost my voice and then we're like 
Okay, I only dug paddle. <laughs> well, and it's the teacher and me going, oh, what's our backup plan? I don't know what my yeah. backup plan is. I have to throw my whole plan out. And I'm like, well, no, we're well, just going to wing it today. Hum a few bars and wing it. You know, that those are two words in succession that make Sherry twitch, wing it. <laughs> yes. She's giggling right she's now. Already, she's, she's giggling like, right now because she knows. Billy, what you got? Uh, I was just going to say, thank you for joining monkey business. <laughs> ah, <laughs> yay. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Ten oh, minutes God. in. <laughs> Those are days. There are there are days. Seriously, there are days where the, I'm like. We were recording, right? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Let me check. Yes! Yay! <laughs> We've got 10 minutes and 30 seconds of gold. So far. <laughs> This is not our usual platinum. We're definitely in the gold territory, though. So to all our Patreons. We now have the- negative Patreons. <laughs> sorry. Us, people that think we owe them, that we need to owe them money now. We, we owe the internet $20 a month. Uh. <laughs> I think this is, is that like a net neutrality thing? Yeah. 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 yeah that's just, put, it. just put it in through a USB port. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Okay, so where are we going from here? Oh. The Princess Bride meets the volcano, right? That's it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Oh, is this no. got a, this got that, that that's a title that has a very Aztec kind of feel that's to what? it now. The forest with all the like Run Forest, run! <laughs> Not oh, that sorry. forest. <laughs> and the Princess Bride, the there's swamp. no volcanoes, yeah. but there's, there's the swamp. swamp. There's the, the fire, fire swamp. swamp. Oh, okay. okay. I was looking for the words. They weren't coming. To, my name is Inigo Montoya. Oh, yeah. You killed my father. <laughs> Prepare to die. By fire. We've been making several references to. One, it's basically we've Three talked about it back. often. It's one of our favorite movies. It's one of the movies we've watched the most. Billy's upset he hasn't watched. Billy hasn't seen it in a I while. Haven't, I, I've I've owned it on DVD multiple times. I had it on DVD. I now have it on Blu-ray, and yet I still haven't watched it since I went to the theater. And wow! Saw it. Back okay. in 1987. Is that the year? Yes. yes. Okay. Yep. I was barely four. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to talk about how old I was. <laughs> I was. Uh, I was more than Dolly. Fifteen. I remember Four? thinking it's awesome. That's Fairly. why I keep buying it. Yeah. December, so. Right now, my well, mom well, has Tanya, my DVD copy of it. Unlike some of the people in this crowd, um, we are not old enough to be her mother. I am and not I old enough to be her appreciate that right. to the nth degree. Because I would have only been 11 when she was born. Yeah, yes. so I was 13. Um, you and I are the same My age. birthday's yeah. next weekend. Yay! Happy birthday to you. Okay. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear me singing when my voice is in good shape. All right. Um... So, so we're going to talk about the Princess Bride today. Woo-hoo. Are we not a book clubbing? Is this we're, I we've, guess we're we slipping in a, a, a not clubbing. a book club series? So we're going to do a, a not a book club discussion of of the classic, which is in its thirtieth anniversary. Thirtieth, thirtieth yes. anniversary mm-hmm. of the Princess Bride. That the ultimately quotable classic, and and uh, and all of the good stuff that goes with it. And and, and there's going to be lots of digression in this conversation because Absolutely. each quote has wish. probably some sort of an anecdote to it because we all have certain things. That relate to this movie in and out, you know, de- depending on the reference, depending on the character, depending on the moment in the scene, and um, like, I mean, seriously, Dan and I will look at each other very often, and one of us will just say "inconceivable" and then fire off. You keep using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. So, <laughs> The Princess Bride, which is actually was legitimately a book. Have you read it? I've never read it, but I've wanted to. Has it amazing? Okay, Sybil, you've read it. I, I- yes. And it was a good book. And it's, it's that William Golding? Yeah. Yes. Goldman. 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 Okay. Um, I read it when Mark Oshira read it. Okay. For his Mark Reads website, who gotcha. we had on not too long ago. Mm-hmm. And um, if you don't know anything about it, all I will say, and I don't want to give too much away because I definitely recommend people read it. Sybil, I fell for it hook, line, and sinker. So did I. Did you? Thank you. I, did. <laughs> I totally fell for it, but it was amazing. I'm like, I'm this little kid. I think I was, I was still in high school when I read it. So I'm reading it. And I'm like, this, this can't be true. No, no, no. This is. Oh no, no. Okay, now I don't feel. Oh no, no. This is. Now I don't feel so good because I fell hook, line, and sinker for it for like, like four years ago. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was in high school when I read it. <laughs> And she read it to me. Oh. <laughs> she told me everything what was good? going on. <laughs> Now, um, a little bit of trivia. It was written for the author's daughters. Um, he wrote the, William Goldman wrote the novel The Princess Bride in 1973 and told Entertainment Weekly that he had two little daughters and he thought that they were about seven and four at the time. He goes, I'll write you a story. What do you want it to be about? One of them said a princess and the other said a bride. And he said, that'll be the title. 
Nice. Now, ladies who have read the book, is it structured like the movie where there there's a narrator who is who's reading this book to to a child? It's different. Mm-hmm. Basically, the premise of the book is he's actually rewriting an older book. Okay. That this was a very old book that his father had read to him, mm-hmm. and he gave it to his son, this fictional son, because it's it's William Gold. Is, tell, is supposedly telling this story mm-hmm. and that he gave it to his son and his son was bored with the book <laughs> and he couldn't understand how his son could possibly be bored because it was the most exciting book ever until he picked it up for himself and he realized that his father had skipped over all of the really, really boring parts. Uh-huh. So he is re- he got permission to rewrite the book. Okay. Um. To as he remembered it as being this exciting and romantic tale, mm-hmm. um, but in the book it supposedly is a true story, and these are real mm-hmm. people, and these and this is a real con- These are real countries, and I fell for it. Okay, I th- I'm like, because oh my god, I didn't know, and this that and, and there was like behind the scenes in the movie stuff that they're talking about, and I fell for all of it. I really did. Afterwards, when I told Chris, I said, "I said, honey, none of it was true." He's like, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> now, I, why didn't Dol- you tell me? Dol- Dolly had a question, and I didn't hear the answer to it. So, but when you were reading it to Chris, was Chris under the weather at the moment? Was he like sitting in, in bed <laughs> no. under a blanket, eating no. his with a Bears jersey on? With a Bears jersey on? <laughs> no, no, it was just in passing. You know? Okay, it was okay. I just read this last night. You got to blah 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 blah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh my God! This Inigo Montoya—he was a real swordsman and blah blah blah. And I'm like, I fell for all of it. I'm so ashamed. Sucker! And that's 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 impressive because it's hard to pull one over you. Yeah, it really is. So the fact that you got something, no, Chris, Chris no. is debating that one. No, Chris is going to argue that point. No, that's fine. That's fine. All right. So if we're going to do this properly, we got to do it in our book club format. So it starts with little, little Fred Savage. Oh, Fred Savage. Oh my god! I mix the two up all the time. Tiny Fred Savage. Yes. You know, and I forgot. It's, it's like even when he showed up in in recent in in a, in a current in a sitcom that got quickly canceled. Oh yeah, that. He one. still looks the same. He still looks yeah. the same. He's just taller. Yeah, he is not aged. No he's just mole. gotten bigger. That's all. And his nose is bigger. No mole. No mole. Well, it happens moly, to the best moly, of us. Moly, but. Moly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> moly. You totally went to a totally different movie there. Oh boy. Oh boy! Sorry. So this could be that. <laughs> it's going to be that kind of a week, huh? Okay. So here we are, and, and he's in bed, and the mom comes in and says, "Your grandfather's here. Oh, he's going to pinch my cheek." And she's like, "No, nah, he's not going to pinch your cheek this time." Sure enough, Peter Falk, the legend, the late Peter Falk, comes in. The first thing he does, he grabs Fred Savage by the face, and Fred, the look, the deadpan look, as he's looking at his mother, Fred, the Fred, he's just looking at her like, "He's pinching my cheek, mom." You know that kind of a thing. There was no other reaction. I just thought that was just a great moment. He's just sitting there like, "Yeah, okay, here we go." And then, um, and then, and then it is introduced. Grandpa is saying, "I'm going to read you this book. I read this to your father, and I'm going to read it to you." And uh, and it starts off. Right off the bat, and I, I think the whole lacing the interaction of the grandfather and the grandson throughout the whole movie, that was just one of the more priceless devices I've ever seen in a, in a movie of that type because it just it kept you connected, I thought, to the show to the movie. But also they do it in some sometimes they do it in the most unexpected places. Like you're into the story. You're in like when, when Buttercup like a- jumps into the water and the, the shrieking eels are coming and, and then all of a sudden it cuts to the bedroom and you go, hey, hey, she doesn't get eaten by the eels. <laughs> and and so you're like, wait, what? <laughs> even even as watching the movie after like a hundred times, I've even, I still get caught by that one. I'm like, wait, what? What where where oh, okay, oh I'm Is just Is this chill- a kissing book? Is this a kissing book? <laughs> It's got sports. It's got revenge. It's got true love. What's that? A kissing book. So I just I, I really enjoyed the interaction between the the grandfather and and the grandson. I thought that was just a great dynamic. The two actors played off of each other really really well. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I miss Peter Falk just for that that part alone. You know, Columbo years and years of successful TV show Columbo. That, you know, be damned. Yeah, the part the grandfather and Princess Bride is what I'm always going to remember. Well, the him funny as. thing is too, like. As a kid, my mom loved Columbo. So when the first I time it. I saw Princess Bride, uh-huh. I see, you know, hey, little, it's Columbo. little Savage there. And he walks in, I'm like, oh, my God, 
does. Columbo. He does other things. And he was wearing a trench coat. Yeah, and did, any, did nobody he, else pick up on that? They made him look older, and I'm like, oh, but he's not Columbo. And at the very <laughs> at the very end, when it's done, and he's putting the book away. And he's he's standing there in the in the grandson's doorway, and he's patting himself. All right, okay. I almost expected him to say one more thing. <laughs> the funny thing is, I knew him from Princess Bride before Columbo. Before Columbo, okay. As weird as that is. Well, that's not that strange in this day and age. No, seriously. I can honestly say I haven't seen Columbo. See, my, there you go. My mom loves all those crime dramas: Columbo, mm-hmm. Monsieur Poirot, Colchak, the Night Stalker. Wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I love Colchak. Hello. <laughs> It's Billy's jam. Yeah. There it is. Um, Sibs. Oh, the silk stockings. Sibs, my love, do you remember the first time you watched that movie, Princess Bride? Do you remember? I was young okay. the first time I watched that movie. We had two movies that we would watch all the time. It was The Princess Bride and Spaceballs. Okay. Those are those are my two movies that we would two watch classics. all the time. And, yep. I mean, I was a little kid at the time, and it's, Honestly, what made me fall in love with any kind of fantasy type anything, mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have a question, Sybil. Are you my sister? <laughs> because she constantly played those two movies when we were kids. Yeah, I did too. And why not? I mean, they're amazing. I mean, we're going to not a book club Spaceballs one of these days. Oh my I'm going to go to the retirement movies. home. I saw those after I graduated from high school. Far after I graduated <laughs> from too. high school. Yeah, same here. Same here. I'll see you at the old folks' home. (laughs) (laughs) The home for the inconvenience. (laughs) And and sullen. And And sullen. sullen. That's me. (laughs) Because I missed the movies. I think the last time I saw Princess Bride, I think was five years ago when I did the movie night for my uh, 40th birthday at our house. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's probably the last time I saw it. I've seen Mm -hmm. bits and pieces of it, but Mm -hmm. I think that's the last time I really sat down and watched it. The last time I saw it was because I had just finished reading Carrie Elway's book, As As You You Wish. Wish. And he has a very long thing in it about um, the uh, training for the uh, fencing scene Mm -hmm. and how, I mean, they did not want that to be cut, faked, nothing. That Mm -hmm. was one complete shot. It was one take? Yeah. They They, did that all? They insisted on it Mm -hmm. to the point where they practiced for hours and hours and hours, for weeks and months. Yeah. He said like four months when they weren't shooting. But I have something to tell you. I am not left-handed. And (laughs) so it was such an amazing, I just read that chapter, and then I'm like, I have to watch that scene. I have to, I have to see it, knowing that I have to see that scene again, and that was last time I Now, Sherry, you got the title of Carrie Elwes' book wrong. It's not As You Wish, it's As You (laughs) Wish. (laughs) Well, they said um, the uh, duel between uh, um, Carrie and Mandy was one of the last scenes to be shot in the movie. Okay. And that when they weren't shooting anything else, they were pulled aside to, to work, work on, on that, that choreography and keep practicing. And it, it shows because they really do. It's full steam ahead. Yep. I mean, there's there's not a lot of wasted movement there. They said there was no stuntmen involved except in any of the sword fights except for one flip in the air. Right. The the, the whole, whole yes. you know parallel yeah. bar flip. Yes. That was definitely a, a gymnast. And actually, what I'm reading says that they uh, learned to to fence both left and right hand. Yes. Yeah. To carry off I the, can't write my name left-handed. I know, seriously. Can you imagine? I can't feed myself left-handed. <laughs> I can. Okay, Billy. I'm ambidextrous. Yeah. yeah, me too. Well, last time I saw it was this past summer. Yeah? It was the 30th anniversary Fathom event showing. Nice. I think it was July. I was sitting at home. I was like, ah, look, Princess Bride. Yeah, Let's th- watch it. I think it was July, so I shuffled down to the movie theater, got to see it on the big screen. Nice. Which was very, very cool. Oh, I'm sure. No, I didn't make it to that. My mom has my copy of the DVD at the moment, which I think is hilarious. Yeah, I watched NeverEnding Story around the same time again, too. It's still playing to this day, the NeverEnding Story. It just keeps going. So how could they have a sequel? (laughs) Yeah, no, seriously. How do you get a sequel? Yeah, nobody expected me to throw a pun. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) I saw that one coming. Because it made sense. (laughs) Ah! (laughs) Are you asking how they made a sequel to the NeverEnding Story? Well, if it never ended. Because the first conversation. The first movie Sorry. was only half the book. Oh, I see. The uh, second movie so was based end. on the second half. So it did destroy my humor with fact. Yep. Yeah. It's like it's, it's like the video games. Job. It's like the video game series Final Fantasy. <laughs> if it's the Final oh, Fantasy, then right? why is there a Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy 7, 8, 9, 10? And how was there a Last Exorcist Part 2? 
<laughs> if it was the last one. This what about is, this the last is, Jedi? There's a podcast in this, Billy. I'm pretty sure they there's a podcast in They never made a second last unicorn. <laughs> just the one, and it survived. Yeah. Well, they're looking... Um, other than those 15 inconceivable facts, another one was, for a long time, no one was able to make this movie. At one point or another, Robert Redford... Um, Norman Jewison, John Borman, and Francois Truffaut all tried to get the book made into a movie, but due to a series of unrelated incidents, Greenlighter's getting fired, production houses closing, it languished for years. And one of these proto-Princess Brides, a then-unknown Arnold Schwarzenegger, was supposed to play Fezzik. Hmm. After several false starts, Goldman brought the rights back to the book. Bought the bought the rights. Right. The movie only got made because Reiner had built up so much goodwill with movies such like such as This is Spinal Tap and The Sure Thing that the studio 20th Century Fox offered to make any project of his choice. Interesting. Can we not a book club? Um, Spinal Tap? Spinal Tap. Yes. yes. I have to watch <laughs> it. No, we can't. I'd have to watch it. I've never seen it. We have armadillos it. in our trousers. <laughs> <laughs> that podcast will go up to 11. Yeah, that one's going to go to 11. <laughs> Sorry. Well, you're yeah, the producer, so you tell Andre us what we're going to cover. What's that, Sib? Do you know how they got Andre the Giant to be in the movie? Tell me the anecdote. They asked him. They <laughs> Well, the only reason he was able to be in the movie is because he was actually injured and was yes. recovering from an injury to his back. Oh, wow. So that's the only reason he was able to take off time from wrestling to be in the movie. And every time you see Carrie always play a person on his, on his back, it's not actually Andre's back. It's somebody else. It's a stunt double. Or he's standing on something and he's not actually putting any weight on his back. Gotcha. Gotcha. I do remember that. Yeah, because I also had heard from, it was, uh, I think in one of the bonus features about the making of it, Robin Wright had said it when she weighed maybe, what, 100, 105 pounds at the time, he couldn't even lift her. Wow. Because of how oh. bad his back was. Mm-hmm. But she, you know, in, her, in his arms at the end of the movie, she oh. looks so absolutely tiny. Yeah, she looks like a baby because he was, you know. Huge. A literal giant. Yeah. But yet he couldn't lift anything, unfortunately. I saw him in person, and he was imposing. Oh, I'm sure. That's what I've heard from everybody that saw him. It's like the Pentagon. You don't get a scale of how big it is until it's right in front of you. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, when he looks your size and you're, you know, a story above him. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Jeez. So wow. as as you were saying, Sherry, there was there was lots of there was lots of people who were interested in making this movie, or was it Tanya, Tanya was yes. just Tanya was just saying that there was a lot of people interested in making this movie, and then but it just kept not not working out. So suddenly now we have this cast who we've come to to know and love, and that's the lightning in the bottle. I think I can't imagine anybody else no. making right. or being involved in this movie at this point. If they ever try to remake it, I would probably bomb the studio. That would I would no. <laughs> Okay, this is taking a dark yeah, turn. And podcast over. Yeah, there we go. Upset. So read that, read that, because <laughs> Sherry just found an interesting little piece of trivia about the character of Fezzik. Liam Neeson revealed on the Graham Norton show that he auditioned for Fezzik. Director Rob Reiner scoffed when he heard that Nielsen's height was only six foot four. <laughs> no, for, for my own personal reference, I, I'm 6'5", so it's like, I would never have, <laughs> you know, it's like, of course, I'm also freaking, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm a stick compared to Andre the Giant, but, uh. Well, isn't Andre the Giant, like, 7'6"? He was, yeah, 7'6", yeah. and, like, something like 500, 500 pounds. pounds he was just, heaviest. he was a massive yeah, human 529. being. Yeah, 529. Oh, 7'4". So we have this, this lightning in a bottle, once in a lifetime, once in a generation cast, you know, with Carrie Elwes and Mandy Patinkin and Robin Wright and, and, uh. And Wallace Shawn. Wallace a lot Shawn. of people kind of forget about him because he wasn't in that long. He was that was a, a definitive huge character. Part. Do you oh, very... do you know that two for his entire life? I mean, since he made that movie, he has never felt that he was worthy of it. Yeah, he actually thought every day he they were going to fire him. That huh. he wasn't that he wasn't of the same caliber as the other actors in the film. That there was and they loved him. Yeah. Oh yeah, they thought he was amazing, and he never felt comfortable. Always thought that it was just it was over. He you, was going to get fired any second. They were going to recast the role. You get those was moments. Was this Wallace Shawn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Vicini. You you get these casts where you look at the actor and you're like, I cannot imagine anybody else playing this part. Like like Vito Morganson playing Aragorn in the Lord of the Rings movies. There's nobody on the planet mm. who could play that part. All right. So it's, it's the same with it's the same. Sorry. Bring it back to yeah. Thank you, Terry. Okay, Tanya. Easy. So that was a recast. 
Yeah, there was a recast? Yeah, he wasn't originally supposed to. Well, yeah, and it, but it worked out well. I remember, But we can talk about that yeah. in the Lord of the Rings podcast. Yeah. Because Sherry's the one ring that rules us all. <laughs> yes, she is. But we're not throwing her into a volcano. I no. would appreciate it. We've already established that, haven't we? Did uh, we talk about that already? That Are we about... backtracking? Chris versus the volcano. Yeah. Chris versus the volcano. <laughs> that was in the first she's, 10 minutes. She's there to actually put out the volcano. Yes, there it is. Ah, there and it she is. has not had to put me out yet. So. Oh, boy. Not yet. not yet. So, I mean, could we could we see anybody else playing Inigo, playing Wesley, playing Buttercup? Well, um, Courtney Cox and Meg Ryan auditioned for Princess Buttercup. So did Uma Thurman. See, I can't see it. No, no. Meg really Ryan can't. maybe uh, a and young Meg Ryan. Christopher Reeve was considered for for Wesley. Mm-hmm. Christopher oh, Reeve. going to say for Buttercup. I would pay to see that. And the author claimed that Carrie Fisher was the ideal choice for Buttercup. Okay. And didn't William Goldman also say he wrote Fezzik especially for Andre the Giant? I'm sure I've At heard that. At some point, he's I may have said uh, that. Possibly. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was offered the role of Fezzik at one point. Huh. But it conflicted with his NBA schedule. Oh, yeah. Is that or Under the Dragon? (laughs) (laughs) I love that movie. I thought it was Airplane. (laughs) Both. Both. And he speaks jive. Um, I love Billy Crystal in it, too. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. That was the... And Carol Kane? Are you kidding me? That was like... And they let him improvise that whole thing. Rob yes. Reiner had to leave, leave the set. set. He had, yeah, Rob Reiner had to leave the set during the Miracle Max scenes because he was laughing so loud that it was actually interrupting <laughs> the sound. Sound recording. Well, so. um, in the... Wouldn't have stopped us. No. In the uh, 2005 <laughs> episode, um, Criminal Minds, Nelson Sparrow, the younger version, version of Jason Gideon, the character originally played by Mandy Patankin, is played by Fred Savage's younger brother, Ben. So okay. There's a crossover there. There's obscure, but 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 nonetheless valid. And then one of Peter Falk's Columbo episodes features a character called Montoya. <laughs> God. So yeah. six degrees of. It's like they play. Six yeah. degrees of Mark Shepard. <laughs> I can't play. There she goes. There she goes. <laughs> Sit. No. Go ahead. Okay. You got something? Whoopi Goldberg campaigned for the role of Princess Buttercup. No. Really? Yeah. I couldn't see that. She was. As much as I love Whoopi. Yeah. I think she would have probably tried to take it to too comedic a, a place. It's possible. possible. Yeah. I think she's too aggressive for Princess Buttercup. Yeah. She, it would, you know, there would have been a lot more sassy instead of that that gentle sarcasm mm-hmm. that, that Robin brought to it. And uh, let me tell you, um, As You Wish would be an entirely different book. Because what my cousin Melanie and I always say is that it should be called As You Wish or All the Reasons Why I'm Still in Love with Robin Wright. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, is yeah. that a thing? Is that a thing where oh, he was? Oh, he is not. Is he gushing? He is not the least bit trying to hide the fact that he was love crazy yeah. about her. Okay, and maybe that's part of the magic. Is just you they, can see well, that he chemistry. He states that they all were pretty much in love with her. Okay. Well, that's easy. That's easy yeah. to be in love with her because she's just so freaking awesome. She is fantastic. She's why I watched um, House of Cards. Oh yeah. And see, there's there's a show. Was she a relative unknown at the time? She, she was, was on Santa Barbara. She was a soap opera star. To me, I was like, oh, my God, it's Kelly Capwell. I watched that okay. show. <laughs> I, was a I huge, couldn't tell. I was a huge Santa Barbara fan. Oh, I loved it. So when I saw I'm like, that, she was the reason I watched the movie uh-huh. was because it was Kelly Capwell. Come on. And now see. she's a general. And, and now she's she, a general. Yeah. And in, in a movie that Dolly will never watch. No. Uh, Sybil, mm-hmm. were you aware of any of the people in the movie bef- other than Andre the Giant, who I guess would be the obvious one, but were you aware of anybody before the movie came out? No, I was way too young. I mean, I was two when the movie was released. Oh, okay. So I, I was I was very, very young, and I, I mean, as I grow older, I'm like, oh, he's in this, and he's this. Oh, Billy Crystal. Oh, I've seen tons of Billy Crystal stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Carrie Elwes, you know, I, I follow his career and stuff. But no, when I was younger, it, they were they were those characters. See, I only knew Christopher Guest, mm-hmm. and Billy Crystal, obviously. I, and uh, because I'm a comedy nerd, Peter Cook was a British comedian who had a a, a duo act with Dudley Moore. Oh, right. He Dudley was the Moore. bishop, wasn't he? Yes. Mowart. Yeah. So as a fan of comedy, it was Billy Crystal, Peter Cook, and Christopher Guest, okay. who I was very familiar with, and Carrie Elwes and Robin Wright. Uh, fine actors didn't mm-hmm. know who they were at the time, though. Okay, but a and lot Andre of the Giant faces. is a wrestling fan. Actually, I went because I was a wrestling fan, and Andre the Giant was in it. See, there you go. That's why I first See. recorded it off of TV because of Andre the Giant. Uh huh. See, with me, I knew Fred Savage from Little Monsters. 
which I absolutely uh, loved and adored that movie. And uh-huh. then I saw Princess Bride. So uh. I knew Columbo. And I saw, I'm like, oh, it's a kid from Little Monsters. And then I see um, Andre the Giant. I grew up in wrestling family. And uh-huh. I was like, oh, my God, it's Andre the Giant. And I was just hooked. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. <laughs> we don't dead air often, but when we do, it's we're all kind of staring at each other like, like who's going to start talking? Like, like where are we? Where do we go? Where do we now? go from here? I mouth agape, drool from the corner. You know, I, I, I don't think we ever. We may have started touching on the plot. Yeah, the, we, we the, almost. The did. grandfather was, was reading, reading the story. story. Yeah, and then we want something with action and no kissing. But I think the, with this movie, the the trivia is almost as good. Uh-huh. As the I actual agree. film itself, because there was so much that went into the making of it. Yeah, and and the yeah. film is so monumentally quotable. It's like one yes. of the most quotable movies ever. Because is there there's a so book many about the things. making of the movie? Not like other than Carrie Elwes's. Yeah, yeah. Carrie Elwes, as you wish, is pretty much a behind the scenes making a of retrospective, the movie. and it has a lot of quotes from from Rob Reiner. It has quotes. It has a lot of stuff from uh, Chris Sarandon, who was so good in the movie, mm-hmm. um, and it's just a nice guy. Yeah, uh, it t- it, the nice guys always play the the best bad guys on TV. That's yeah. that's because uh, they really understand, you know, that that empathy. Yeah. But I, I, I still have trouble with him as Jack. Jack Skellington. Skellington. Oh wait, 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 right, right, right. Right. When I first heard that, I was like, really? Yeah, because he's just it's not him. It's yeah. so awesome. Right. It really I, is. And the thing is, we it, when it comes to this movie, it's hard to kind of go through it. From, from scene to scene and talk about, okay, how Wesley and Buttercup meet and then he goes off and and, and then the story continues and you hear the, the voiceover, you know, and then he was murdered by pirates. Oh, murdered by pirates is good. And, and <laughs> it's because then all of a sudden there's quotes. There's quotes and there's moments. And that's, I think, the, the magic behind this movie for me is that there's so much relatable content. There's always so much that you can just kind of like look to and, and those, those magic moments or the funny moments or the, the moments where they're, the, the, like when Indigo is just desperate to find the you know to find the right tree and he falls upon it and it pops open. Oh, you know, the, the, here, when I was a senior in college at, at SUNY Brockport, for a phys ed credit, I took fencing, and we got into where the final grade was all around a round robin tournament. To see, and the and the, the professor who taught the class was actually an Olympic coach, who was one of the head teachers at the the school that was in Rochester for a very long time, and and in the round robin tournament. Through sheer luck, I made it to the final with with a friend of mine who was in one of the fraternities. Duff, if you're out there, buddy, listening, you'll remember this moment as clearly as I do, most likely. But the two of us got together the night before, and we watched Princess Bride three times in a row. So while we were fencing, what were we doing? We were going through the lines between Wesley and Inigo during their duel. And, and the, the, our, our coach is just, she's, she's hanging her head, just shaking her head off to the side. But I must, who are you? No one of consequence. I must know. Get used to disappointment. Boom, back and forth as we're beating the hell out of each other with these, with these foils. And just everybody can do something like that. There's always a moment that relates back to the content of the movie. Sherry's got one now. She just she starts laughing. She's like, she can think of something. Um, I actually had some friends who acted out that scene. Uh-huh. <clears throat> uh, Joel and Renee Nekritz. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the f- and, and Duff won, by the way, because he kicked my ass. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they just acted out the scene. Uh-huh. Um, we were um, we were at a hotel, and <clears throat> the really, really interesting thing was um, Renee was about, I think, like eight months pregnant oh, at geez. the time. Oh, geez. Okay. <laughs> and she was... And she was uh, she was originally wanted to play Wesley, uh-huh. um, but she couldn't because she was so pregnant. She could, her husband had to do the crawl across the floor, pretending to be climbing up the up the cliff because she couldn't do it with her pregnant belly. That's my story from that scene. That's good. <laughs> Actually, and to Joel answer my own question. And, Joel, and Joel, Joel used to run the fencing booth at the, the Ren Faire. Long time ago. Renee More than half a lifetime the, ago. Uh, was the palmist. And to answer your own question, To Billy. answer my, I did a search on Amazon. There's a book called The Princess Bride, A Celebration, uh-huh. which uh, now for the first time, a veritable treasure trove of images from everyone's most loved moments, as well as never before seen behind the scene photographs, script pages, production designs, and reminiscences. It's from casting crew, Smith. 
uh, this giftable package. But so there's a, there's a book out there, okay. and there's also another book which may be even of more interest called "The Dharma of the Princess Bride: What the Coolest Fairy Tale of Our Time Can Teach Us About Buddhism and Relationships." Interesting. That would be an interesting read. That's good. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to look into that one by Ethan Nickturn. Nickturn. Yep. And there's the totally geeky guide to the Princess Bride. Oh, I missed it. I thought one. that was us. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking oh, we, the same thing. You've had my mind. It's up a little further. We, we just had to put it in book form. There you go. <laughs> eh, too much work. The, see, and that's the thing. It, with, with the whole mm-hmm. Not a Book Club, we should really be talking about the story, but it's, it's difficult. It's we just such... wander off in these different directions. We talk about all this fun stuff. Yeah. Well, I was a kid, too, that didn't want the kissing book, so I could relate to his story. <laughs> I'm the adult who still doesn't like the kissing book, well, but I love this movie, and I because of the love story that's there, that Wesley and Buttercup, uh-huh. I think that is so fantastic and so romantic and the whole yeah that i just love them and i don't believe in that type of stuff because of that movie it's like that's that's it doesn't really happen does no. it? the r-o-u-s's the R- right, roads of unusual right. size they don't exist in D they do yeah they okay. do in new york city they do yeah so, okay. Yeah. A dire rat is an actual living thing. <laughs> do you, do you want to hear some trivia about the ROUS? Please tell me more trivia. I love trivia. Yeah. Okay. So there were actually people mm-hmm. inside. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, that was, yeah. Except for one of them. Uh-huh. And that was the one that attacked, air quotes, attacked Wesley. Okay. It just, it was a big stuffed thing that got thrown at him? Exactly. They just <laughs> lobbed it at <laughs> That is awesome. And they did it over and over and over over again. And and poor poor Carrie Elwes has to fall with it every single time. I could just... I could just picture it. It seems like that is why I want to get into filmmaking, too, because I like the being the behind-the-scenes person throwing the giant rodent at somebody. Like, <laughs> I liked both ends. I wanted to I have a book, the I have a book for you to read. I don't do books. So I don't do books, she says. As long as it's not a kissing one, she might read it. Well, yeah. It's not a kissing book. We, we now know what we need to get Dolly for Christmas. Someone yes. can read it A giant to me. rodent. A giant That's it. A giant, <laughs> giant so stuffed rodent. So she can throw it at Chris across the studio. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh my god, we got a commercial. <laughs> There's oh. our promo video. <laughs> we're going to have cosplay and we're going to have panels and we're going to have rodents of unusual size. size. Boom. What? They don't exist. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Done. We don't even have to film it. We just did it. That's it. That's it right there. All is done. Oh boy. And we'll have RUSs. Rodents of unusual size? They don't exist, Dolly. Bam! Okay, I see this one happening now. Yeah, Um, you're welcome. Yeah. (laughs) Of all the things that Chris is going to be put through over the next few years because of this convention, (laughs) fire spinning, skydiving, ROS, RUS. I'd rather go skydiving. Somebody was trying to get me to go skydiving. Yeah, have fun with that. Hey, I'm going to step out of the plane and just walk away. You can have FC3 binder. That was a height joke. On. <laughs> oh, yeah. An FC3 banner yeah, along hanging, the back. Hanging from my, uh, 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 the from my back. I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll take that one. The squirrel type of parachute. with the A monkey. Yeah. I'll, I'll take that one if you don't want it. Please. <laughs> I will. You'll jump out of the plane? Oh, hey, yeah. Chris. Chris is, yeah. Chris, Chris Chris is going to jump out of a plane. They're not just saying which Chris. <laughs> All right. We are so far <laughs> off tangent right now. There he is. Oh, my God. Where are we? Where are we? We're about halfway through Joe versus the volcano. (laughs) (laughs) And then Tom Hanks did the thing. (laughs) Oh, God. And then Bruce Dern. Oh, wait, that was the. And they lived happily ever after. after. The end. You'd make wonderful Dread Pirate Roberts. I'm saying that to Sherry, but. Oh, my God. Okay, there really was a Dread Pirate Roberts. Was it? Is that a real thing? Yep. There was a pirate named. Black Bart. Black Bart. Bartholomew. Roberts. Oh, I knew about Black Bart. Yep. I've heard the stories yeah. of that one. Yep. We have a game called Dread Pirate. Do we? I I do. It, it's a. Is that the one that your friend of the? No, f- that's Dread Curse. Dread Curse. But okay. Dread Pirate is um, all the this is um, fabric board. Mm-hmm. And you've got little ships that are traveling from island to island, and you're trying to get the gold without the um becoming the. Dread Pirate, but if you become the Dread Pirate, then you can go attack people uh-huh. and things like that. So it's really cool. It's in a um, uh, book-type box. Okay. So it's black. It looks like a book. Nice. It's really cool. But speaking mm-hmm. of the Dread Pirate, Roberts, that's me. another thing that, from the movie that I like. 
I was fascinated by that he was more of a figure than he actually really was a person. He was a concept. Right. And that, that, was that fascinated down. me as a kid, too. And I love that. I'm like, so the Red, Red Pirate Roberts isn't one sole person. He's an idea uh-huh. that gets passed on. And he's pretty much immortal because he's just passed on. I'm going to circle all the way back to David Tennant's first tour as the doctor in The Christmas Invasion. And uh, he introduces himself to to Harriet Jones, prime minister. And, and she looks at him. She's like, who are you? And I'm the doctor. Oh, it, are, are you another one or are you? is the title just handed down? As soon as she said that, my wife next to me goes, oh, is that like the Dread Pirate Roberts? It just keeps <laughs> getting handed down? That's why with Doctor Who and James Bond, I have a theory called the, the Dread Pirate Roberts theory. Uh-huh. Basically, it's not so much a person, it's just a mantle. Okay. That that's can be handed down, about. and that's why I don't see a problem with other people playing that's, that That's what I've character. always said about 007. Yeah. yeah. That it's not that James Bond is more a construct than an actual mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. So, the, okay, so... Um, I hadn't thought about that with James Bond. Where was I? Oh, yeah, Australia. You know, there, how, how many numbers <laughs> are there? In Australia, you got, th- you got three ones. numbers, right? So you could have up to 999 agents. Mm-hmm. True. I'm just going to stay at Agent 86. <laughs> 99. 99. 99 for me. 99 was hotter, but 86 yeah. was more fun to watch. Shoe phone. Shoe phone. Um. Absolutely. <laughs> Oh, we're in trouble now. We are so in trouble right now. Why I'm people, hearing X-Wings. But people listen to us and they love Katy Perry is not saving me on this one. She is, she's, there's no the rescue for The X-Wings will be in December. There's, there's, yeah. See, I heard X-Wings and looked out the window. There's no there's no saving me on this one today. <laughs> he really did. He really looked out the window. Yes, he did. I saw him. I hear X-Wings. Out of the corner of my eye, I see movement. Yeah, he's looking out the window, and I'm just like closing my eyes because I'm like, I know what's coming next. And, and oh I'm Googling Barbara Feldman. Feldman. <laughs> Feldman. <laughs> okay, getting that back to the, well, the Princess Bride. Looking at the, the fights, um, the duels, they were choreographed by uh, Bob Anderson, who also choreographed the fights in Star Wars. Okay. Nice. The Jedi fights? Mm-hmm. Oh. All right. Okay. There's some good ones. Yeah. Did they use stone horses? <laughs> I don't know. Doesn't say anything about that. Just asking for the white horses at the end. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh Lord. Oh yeah, because you know, no, there's not a horse on the planet that's going to carry Andre the Giant. No. Yeah, that was not a even man. the biggest draft horse, man. That you, was you, st- you think that horse just looked at him and went? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you mean when that horse looked up at him? <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Look, I found four white horses, and there's four of us. If we found a lady, hello, lady. <laughs> is Sybil there? Or is she hang up on us by oh, now? Oh yeah, hi, Sybil. <laughs> oh no, I'm still listening. <laughs> you missed us, didn't you? Oh, I've missed you guys so much. Did, oh. This is able to save her voice. That yes. she just listens and, yeah. and she'll probably send me a text going, "Okay, I want to put my two cents in right now." There, we'll, see, that's a great way to do it because yeah. there's no way I have no idea what the hell I'm doing half the time. Okay, so, so you where want are the we? Saddest piece of trivia. What's the saddest piece of trivia? Mandy Patankin's father. Oh, I know about this. Okay, yep. Passed away soon before uh-huh. he did this film. Yep, from uh-huh. cancer. And whenever he said. My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. He was imagined yeah. that he mm-hmm. was talking to the cancer. That yeah, killed mm-hmm. his father. that ho- yeah. that whole scene that I read that Inigo's passion <sighs> and and determination and, and that that desire for that that vengeance when he was fighting Count Rogan at the end. Six fingered man. Yeah, he he really he channeled all of that. Yeah. That was that was his way of of dealing with it. What's that, honey? The six-fingered man. The six-fingered oh. man. She said it really quietly, and I had my eyes closed at that second. I just blinked, and I was like, who said that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Do you always but, start your conversations out that way? Okay. As, but, you, as you wish is said seven times. Okay. Inconceivable is said five times. Mm-hmm. And the famous line, my name is Inigo Montoya, is said six times throughout the movie. Hello. He's, he states that, Mandy Patankin states that he has a fan say that line to him at least twice a day in public, <laughs> and he loves it. Oh, I'd hope so. He says that he never he never knew he would be in, as he put it, The Wizard of Oz, something That's, that yeah. iconic. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you kind of wonder if all the actors felt that way. That, that, when they, while they were making the movie? No, well, like, and afterwards, like, wow. You know, when people I, would come up to him years after the fact. 
Carrie Elway's done. I actually recently recently um, heard, I saw something on TV with Billy Crystal talking about it, how he said recently, like two weeks ago, he was out having lunch and he was eating a sandwich and how somebody walked up to him and goes, is it lean? Is it nice and lean? <laughs> that is fantastic. He goes, people come up to him all the time. And it's the people who come up to him with the not big quotes, but the little quotes like that, yeah. that really show him how big of a movie that really was. Yeah. And like not the have fun storm in the castle. castle. <laughs> well, yeah. And I think from what I understand, it'd take a miracle. until the day he died, Andre the Giant carried a VHS copy of that movie with him. Everywhere he went, yeah. And would lo- and w- whenever he was in a hotel and people would come to his room, he would show it to them. Yep. Because it was the great, he said it was the most fun he ever had doing anything. Because he was treated as just right. like everybody else. He mm-hmm. wasn't weird. He wasn't different. He wasn't. Andre the Giant. Yeah, he, he wasn't was a, a spectacle. He was another actor, and mm-hmm. that's the way they treated him. And I guess whenever it got cold, he would put his hand <laughs> on top of Robin Wright's head to yes. keep her warm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Andre the Giant's visual. hand was her head. I yeah. love that visual. <laughs> well, I mean, she's when they're when they're on the the battlement towards the end, and Wesley is coming back to life slowly but surely, and he's draped over Andre's shoulder, and you see Carrie Elwes's head next to Andre the Giant's head, especially in their fight scene, you know, when he's on on Andre's back. And just the the, the absolute disproportionate sizes of the two. He he was shaking his head with his hand. With his hand. His hand, it looked like a baseball mitt (laughs) over top of his head. Not a basketball, not palming a basketball. No, he was palming a a man's skull. Yes. (laughs) And he just starts shaking. And that was all improv. And that was that was Andre's idea. I remember yeah. that piece of trivia is that him him you know turning Carrie's head so that he was facing whoever was talking at the moment and then shaking his head to say he agrees with that was all Andre just having fun and not trying not to snap Carrie Elwes's neck in the process. <laughs> right. you know. Okay, a question regarding the beloved nature of this movie. I just looked it up on Rotten Tomatoes, mm-hmm. which at the time there's only sixty six reviews that have made it to Rotten Tomatoes, but ninety seven percent positive. Wow. Who didn't like it, and why wouldn't you like it? I know, seriously. And ninety-four percent of people Nazis. No, I think Nazis it was just don't like anything. those people that just want to be contrarian for for contrarian's sake. Variety yeah. gave it. Chris and Dolly. Yeah, wow. Variety. <laughs> you even made me snort. <laughs> Today. <laughs> Dolly That's wins right. the internet. <laughs> Film at eleven. Uh. I, you Keep know that visual. Yeah. Billy, visual I talk- Nazis going. Yeah. No, I just can't watch this. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, my favorite movie is Pulp Fiction. Himmel. I understand people not liking it. It's it's odd. It's. Bye. Chris is going to go hide in the corner now. <laughs> yeah. He's red. We have lost other Chris. <laughs> Wow, he's the color of the tomato. Yeah, that's it. But that's the thing is I've talked to several people, and we'll talk about Pulp Fiction in a second because I know you were mentioning that, but I've talked to several people over the years that this movie has been out. Every time I mention it, everybody lights up. It's like, oh my God, yes, I love that movie. I mean, I haven't seen it in years, but I know I loved it when I Mm -hmm. saw it, and I will watch it again now thanks to this podcast. See, and we didn't give away anything about the plot, so no. it's <laughs> in good order there. It's an action movie with I, no I, kissing. I hear, the, I hear she died at the end. Yeah, that's no, there's kissing at the yeah. end. Yeah, yeah. No, like, no, we'll the, let him do the kissing. The, the boat sank. The boat sank. And then man. Captain Jack stepped off of it and walked right down the dock. Wait, and Norman wait. Bates is his own mother. Well, yeah, like right. yeah. They were all dead. And I'm yeah. my own girl. Originally. But, but Billy, you were bringing a Pulp Fiction. Well, just in general, I I was just saying I can understand how someone wouldn't enjoy a movie like Pulp fiction right it's it's not necessarily for the masses there's weird time shifts and unlikable characters <laughs> prince's bride is a, is a perfect movie mm-hmm. you know, it really is wizard of oz it, there's there's a few perfect movies and this is one of them that i don't understand negative reviews for I, every movie I loved, I can say, well, I can understand why this person wouldn't like right. this. If I ever find anybody who says, I didn't like The Princess mm. Bride, I'm going to have to take him to task mm. and just to have, just to understand. Yeah. But this really, you're not the first person I've heard ever called this movie the I, I still movie. remember one of my favorite movies. Maybe it, it was the, Chris is still gone. He's still he's laughing. Gone. He looked at Dolly. <laughs> 
a movie I like, strangely enough, is called Talk Radio. <laughs> okay. You know, and it's uh, Eric Bogosian. It, yep. it was a one-man show, and Alec Paul. But at the end of it, and I really, I, I thought they nailed the characters, thought it was well-acted, well-written, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But I can understand some people being bored with it. And my wife, when I first showed it to her, hey, this is one of my favorite movies. Her quote after we watched it was, I don't want to live in the world where these people exist. <laughs> Pushing Tin. Oh Pushing Tin. Yeah, that's yeah. another one. That's just like, what is going on here? I tend to like movies with unlikable characters as leads. So whether it's Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. I okay. love that movie. Yeah. That is intense. Though. I love that movie. It's a very intense movie. But uh, Princess Bride, who doesn't like Princess Bride? I can't I'm imagine. done with my rant. <laughs> Chris, do we have to banish now. you to the production studio? <laughs> that's it. That's, that's Every time somebody oh says, God, who doesn't like this Princess movie, Bride. that's it, he's gone. Chris, you need to concentrate. <laughs> I hear going, Nazis! <laughs> Maybe there's a camp for that. I don't know. <laughs> We're going to get letters. <laughs> <laughs> Strangely enough, from the Nazis. <laughs> Even they like the movie. Uh, seriously, it's like, wait a second. This movie appeals to everybody. I don't understand why you would say such things. I know nothing I see, nothing I hear. Well, appa- nothing. Apparently, I just channeled. Uh, the Princess Bride is charming. I see charm. I just channeled Sergeant God. Schultz right there. Oh my God. There are days where this podcast goes completely off the rails. And great, now I have John Barrowman singing "It's Springtime for Hitler" in my head. As you should, as everybody should. That's it. We're going to have a Mel Brooks podcast coming up so oh, yes. Yes. That has Talk to be a thing. Going off the rails. <laughs> yeah. There's no on the rails if we're talking about Mel Brooks movies. Oh my god. Uh... Beautiful. We're 56 minutes in and we've described the first scene of the movie. <laughs> Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. But you know, that ought to pull some of the listeners in that haven't seen the movie to see Who hasn't seen it? I know. What rock are they living in? Who hasn't seen it? Tyler hasn't seen it. Two of my kids haven't seen it. Maybe the current up-and-coming generation of preteens. You failed as a mother. No. Oh, shut up. Yeah, well, Riker can't sit through anything more than like five minutes okay. anyway. I'm going to well, Google. No, I, I will say, oh. I will say that I, I realized a couple years ago <sighs> that Monk I had fa- no, that I had failed as a mother because I had never showed Monk a Steve Martin movie. <gasps> Parenthood is one of my favorites. Oh, that's an excellent <laughs> movie. But you know what? Unfortunately, like, how dare you? Hey, you that Roxanne, unfortunately, and the electric ear cleaner. Unfortunately. Fortunately, um, the movie that I actually showed her, she just didn't get. And it's my favorite Steve Martin movie, and she just oh, didn't let, get it. Let me get Dead Men Don't Wear Plaids. Yes! <laughs> yes! Good boy. I haven't seen that movie. That is an awesome movie. I like it myself. It's okay. I told my brother he failed as a parent because he hadn't shown his son Goonies. And I'm like, we're fixing this right now. No. Oh, oh yeah. Now my nephew walks around, baby, Ruth. <laughs> I think Tyler's hey, seen guys. a lot, a lot more of the movies, but Riker, who's nine, he hasn't. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. All right, so <laughs> let's let's go round robin around everybody here. We'll start with Sybil, and my question is this: round robin, <laughs> <laughs> round robin, right? Anyway, um, as you wish. My question is this: I can't. All of a sudden, suddenly I just blinked. Yeah, there it is. Thank you, guys. Appreciate His question that. is: Where is my brain? Where did my brain go? Um, top five perfect movies of all time. Where does this one rank? Number one, number two, three, four, five. That would be to Sybil first, right? Yes. Go to Sybil. Yeah. She's thinking. She's thinking. This, for, for me personally, this is this would always be number one. Yay. This, is, this will always forever be my all-time favorite movie and the best movie in the world. Like when I get that question, what's your favorite movie? Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. The first thing I say. I've created, I've, I've developed friendships over just saying, quoting the movie to each other. There you go. Mm-hmm. And that happens. I made a friendship that way. They just we just kept going back and forth with close to the movie and they're finally like, Okay, okay, we're friends now. <laughs> yes, yes we are. Zach, top five? No, this is definitely number one. Well see, I have a tough time ranking them in the top five. I think top five is exclusive <clears throat> enough. Okay. But you know, because it kinda changes for me and I don't want to watch something so much that I might get tired of it. Gotcha. But you know, but that definitely I would say in the of the top two. Mm-hmm. Just for quotability, the other one I would throw in there would be a uh, Caddyshack. 
Nice. Just for quotability <laughs> uh-huh. sake. But Princess Bride, as an overall story, not much can top it, if anything. Dolly? It's up there. I got Princess Bride, Goonies, Spaceballs. Like, those are, like, my favorite movies as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, I had to watch those three movies all the time. How about you, Billy? It's funny. I wrote a blog once with my top ten favorite movies, which over the course of time is... Ch- and, like I said, Pulp Fiction's my favorite movie. Okay. But I... Uh, singing in the rain. Oh wow! I think yes. is perfect. I love singing in the rain. That's an amazing. Gene movie. Kelly. Yeah. yeah, it's the only Gene Kelly movie I like. Really? Is I, that the one where it's it, Good morning. Good, good morning. morning. Yep. It's, it's great, great to stay, stay up late. Good, good morning. Good morning to you. I love that. That that number is one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> and Zach starts dancing. Huh? Yeah. There's rain in it too. Yes, there's yeah. a little bit of rain in it. Yeah, just a little bit. So, uh, singing in the rain. I also liked uh, <clears throat> and. Do the Right Thing. Spike Lee's Do okay. the Right Thing. That's a great movie. Great Absolutely movie. Great. Great uh, another one of my favorites was a, a Laurel and Hardy movie called Sons of the Desert. Really? Just makes me laugh and laugh. Every time. Every time. And I'm a big fan of old-time move, old-time comedies. Okay. Like comedy teams. Three Stooges, Marx Brothers, Laurel and Hardy, Abbott and Costello. Mm-hmm. And that one by uh, Laurel and Hardy, Sons of the Desert, makes me laugh a ton. And The Commitments. I've seen more times than oh, any movie that's ever. For a music aficionado yeah. such as yourself, The Commitments yeah. is like, it's yeah. got to be yeah. one of those mecca movies. So I, I love The Commitments. Awesome. Awesome. And there, there was some good music in that mm-hmm. movie. I hear comedy trio, I think Three Amigos. <laughs> <laughs> the Singing Bush. The Singing Bush. <laughs> Another Steve Martin, Steve Martin movie. <laughs> that poor invisible sword. That Monk has not seen. <laughs> Tanya, how about you? Um, I think in regards to like the top five fantasy <laughs> movies, yes, it would probably rank up there in like one or two. Mm-hmm. But in my like my top five movies, it'll probably be like more like fourth or fifth. Okay. Well Just, what's what's one of your favorites? Star Wars. Okay. <laughs> I'm like that. That's in of itself is a fa- is a fantasy movie too, so that's great. Right. So it's so um, I think I just have to get back into watching it. It's not very dystopian. I wouldn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> that's an old callback yeah. there. Sorry. How about you, Share Bear? Um, it's def- I have my list of things I will never get sick of. You know how you were saying, Zach, that you don't want to watch so much something so much that you'll get sick of it. Right. I have certain movies that I could watch <laughs> over and over again. It's in my top three. Mm. Movies that I will never get sick of. Like the Desert Island movies. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the other ones being, of course, Rosencrantz and Gildenstern are dead, mm-hmm. which I could watch in a loop for the rest of my life. And he's like, abs- no, he's like, right no, now. I'm and alive. you'd be absolutely right. And you'd be absolutely right. <laughs> um, <laughs> watch this. Um, and the other one being um, Monty Python's Holy Grail. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. I cannot get sick of that movie. It, I laugh myself I, it, silly every single time. Every time. Mm-hmm. Blue. No. Yo, uh. <laughs> How about you, Chris? <laughs> that rabbit is dynamite. Oh, good Lord. Are we um, in there? Are we on, on the on the map with this one? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a favorite movie mm-hmm. because I like too many movies. Gotcha. And is, I, I, can't, I can't pick a favorite. I, I really can't, um, mm-hmm. and it's in flux all the time. Mm-hmm. So, but as far as being up there, absolutely. I mean, I've I've watched it uh, pff, at least a hundred times. Yeah, easily, with, easily, with no exaggeration. No, I'm sure. <clears throat> so, but you know, like we said earlier, uh-huh. Spaceballs, uh, Holy Grail, you know, all those I've seen dozens of times. So, yeah, those are the three movies like I would never get sick of, like Spaceballs, Princess Bride, and. Um, Wonder Woman? Wonder, no. And Wonder Woman? <laughs> the animated? She still hasn't seen Wonder Woman. I know. For, for me, it was... It was $5, it was, and I still didn't want it. Back, back in the, the, the 90s, when in those the early college to, you know, before family years came along, and we had our season tickets to Sterling, and it was our, our cluster, our, our clan, our gang that would always go. Uh, we had our tradition. The Friday night before opening day at the fair, we would all get together at my buddy Todd's house, and we would eat pizza and drink beer and have a great time, but we would have a movie night. It was the same every year. It was our tradition. It would start with Kevin Costner's Robin Hood Men and Thieves, uh, Prince of Thieves, Men and, men and Thieves. Men and Thieves. Men and Thieves. <laughs> I'm tired of and, and Holy Grail would be in there. And Adventures ex- in Babysitting. Adventures in Babysitting was always... It was Once on, bitten. So it was, it was Robin Hood. It was Holy Grail. It was... Um, Excalibur. Excalibur. And the final, the final movie was always, every single year, was always Princess Bride. That was the one. And then 
and like 90% of us that were in that room, which is usually about a dozen guys and, and our girlfriends and whatnot who humored the hell out of us. 90% of the people in that in that basement watching those movies could quote every line. Would quote every line. <laughs> we would divvy up parts somewhere unofficially, <laughs> just kind of just blend into it. So we would play different parts every year. And then and then we would be all in garb the next morning in our cars driving out to Sterling. That was the beginning of the Sterling season for us, was that movie fest. And it was always ended with Princess. Princess Bride was the movie that put us ready to go for for our season of being at the Renaissance Festival. I approve of all those movies. Except for one. Except for one. Because you have this whole thing about Arthurian legend. And you bought it for me. And I did. Because <laughs> I watched it when I was very young before I knew anything about Arthurian legends. Uh-huh. I bought him Excalibur because he had never seen it, and we watched it. <laughs> what do you mean I'd never I seen it? I thought you had never seen it. I'd seen it lots oh, of whatever. times. So you okay. bought it because I liked it. Yeah, and then we watched it, and I went, oh my God. It's all wrong. Awful, except for one scene. There is one scene that's worthwhile in the entire movie. But now you know why I have such a hard time with the uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy movie that came out with Martin Freeman. Yeah, that was unfortunate. That was I've, a very I've, I love I've that movie. read the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy many times, <laughs> and I still like that movie. I, I couldn't Can get I into say it. Can I Charlie Hunnam loves Excalibur, and he was King Arthur, and he's just gorgeous. Just <laughs> wanted to throw that in there. <laughs> just. Dolly's priorities are st- are solid. <laughs> see, terrible. see, terrible. as we said before, Excalibur got yeah. us into Arthurianism. So yeah. therefore, yes. yeah, it was it our gateway drug. And the Carmina, and the wax. Carmina Burana scene yes. was amazing. <laughs> yes, that's it. And so, in the panel here, dear listener, your experts, your 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 chosen li- your chosen experts. <laughs> Are telling you that if you have not seen The Princess Bride recently, you have to fix that. You have to sit down. You have to put your feet up on the coffee table. You have to have a nice glass of wine or whatever the hell you want to drink. And and just enjoy this movie as repeatedly as possible. Just just put it on loop and watch it a couple of times. And uh, and all together now, just as you wish. <laughs> you know. And so have fun storming the castle. And we're going to wrap this puppy up for the day. And so, Sybil, we love you. We miss you. I'm so happy that you were with us. And I'm, I'm sad that you're not feeling well today, honey. Yeah, well, anyone want a peanut? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it. And that's that. <laughs> I got cut off by my own cl- out cue. And this is Chris. For Zach, for Dolly, for Chris, for Sherry, for Tanya, for Billy, and for Sybil. Sybil. To the fire this swamp. has been Monkey Business. To the fire swamp. For the fire swamp. <laughs> Have fun storming the castle. Like us on Facebook. Find us on Facebook. Find us in June of next year, 9th and 10th at the Floriano Rochester Riverside Convention Center. This has been Monkey Business, and we're going to go watch this movie now. At least Billy is. Yes, I am. <laughs>